stand and face the rear of the church. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, our life and our salvation. Amen. Let us prepare for Christ's coming by turning from our sin and seeking God's tender mercy and compassion. Almighty God, we, we confess that we have sinned against you and against our sisters, brothers, and siblings. Our words and deeds have not proclaimed your reign of justice and truth. We have failed to wash and pray for the signs of your advent among us. Forgive our sin and come quickly to save us. Amen. In the advent of Christ, the dawn from high breaks upon us with light and healing. Through Jesus Christ, God looks with favor on you and forgives you all your sins. Amen. Amen. Blessed are you, God of Jacob, for you promised to transform weapons of war into implements of planting and harvest, and to teach us your way of peace. You promised that our night of sin is far gone, and that your day of salvation is dawning. As we light this first candle on this wreath, wake us from our sleep, wrap us in your light, empower us to live honorably, and guide us along your path of peace. O house of Jacob, come. Let us walk in the light of the Lord. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, Lord Christ, and come. By your merciful protection, save us from the threatening dangers of our sins and enlighten our walk in the way of your salvation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. reading from Isaiah. The word that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In days to come, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and shall be raised above the hills. All the nations shall stream to it. Many peoples shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the Jacob's God, who will teach us the ways of God, that we may walk in the paths of the Lord. For out of Zion shall go forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. God shall judge between the nations, and shall arbitrate for many peoples, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
reading from Romans. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour, no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating, and drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Wake up, wake up. Time to get up, you'll miss the bus. Wake up, wake up. You'll be late for work. Wake up, wake up. Time's a wasting. My sister-in-law got a call in the middle of the night several months ago. She was on the list for a heart transplant, and one became available. I can imagine her waking up my brother and saying, Wake up, they have a heart. We need to go to the hospital right now. Now other times, a call comes in the middle of the night with bad news. A death, an accident, 
a shooting, an overdose. Wake up, wake up is what Paul writes. The night is far past, the day is at hand. Strange words to hear, though, as the days are getting shorter and the nights longer. One of my friends suggested that the lights that everyone puts up this time of year must be our way of coping with the long, dark nights. Another person told me we just need to make it to the winter solstice when the light returns again. Wake up, wake up, we hear in Matthew as well. No one knows the day or hour. Christ will come at an unexpected time. Always a surprise. So keep awake. Be vigilant. Be watchful. Be mindful. Be attentive because life is fragile. Cherish every moment. Make every day count. I always find it a bit humorous to talk about staying awake at the time of year our bodies want to hibernate. Someone in my household yesterday took a nap at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> our circadian rhythm signifies that darkness is for sleep. We may find ourselves a bit more sluggish a bit more sad, a bit more S-A-D sad this time of year. Some people will literally need more light to make it through these days. And in this time of so much artificial light and increasing screen time, it's good that circadian science is now being em em embraced by more people, including airlines and hotels. For we know that jet lag happens when we travel too fast for the brain to adjust. One sleep expert said that nearly all species have an internal or circadian clock which has evolved so that we can interact with the outside world. And let's not forget the irony of all this wake up talk when plenty of people today don't get enough sleep. Now sometimes it's because people think sleep's a waste of time. But then there's that insomnia that happens when our brains are too active, right? Or we have worries. Or there are other mysterious things that we don't even understand. So when our northern hemisphere ancestors heard this wake-up call in Advent, it corresponded with what was going on in creation outdoors. December's cold and cold and darkness stirred their fears. The sun kept lowering in the sky. The crops had died, it seemed. And we too see bare trees and wilted plants. The early fathers of the church, they saw the ebbing of light and heat as a foreshadowing of the time when life as we know it will end. Isaiah invites us to walk toward the light, a place where weapons of war are transformed into implements of peace. Swords into plowshares is what he calls it. So as we struggle with gun violence, as we struggle with hate crimes, even ethnic cleansing around the world, we stream toward the mountain of God to learn God's ways, Torah, God's promised day when all people live together in harmony, equity, justice, not in some other world, but on this earth. And now, for something a little different that will in a great way blow your minds. It's in today's gospel. And this wake-up call in our gospel debunks the rapture. It's so troubling to me that we are just conditioned to hear language about one, being, one person being taken and one person being left through the lens of rapture theology in our country. 
You don't want to be the one left behind, right? Wrong. Here's the wake-up call. I learned this last week. Think about the days of Noah mentioned in the text. The ones who were taken were destroyed by the flood. The ones left were Noah and his family. So, we want to be the ones left. The ones left on this earth that we love. Not the ones raptured away. So wake up, wake up. It's Advent. Wake up, wake up. As Paul says, the day is at hand. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's baptismal imagery. Through the resurrection, it's already the new age. God clothes us day by day with hope, with mercy, with everything we need. And even though we're indoors right now in a church, we have everything to learn from the natural world during Advent. So wake up, wake up, is what I say to the goldfish and the koi that live in the pond at our cabin northwest of Chicago. Wake up, little fish, because as the darkness lengthens and the air chills, they hover at the bottom of the murky pond, barely moving, dormant for a season. Now we have a heater that will keep the ice from freezing over completely. But it's intriguing to wonder what's going on with these fish. How they don't need to eat anything for months. How they're sleeping away the winter. For some African Americans to stay woke is to take a stand, to be active, to challenge injustice. Pastor Lenny Duncan wants us to rethink how we talk about darkness and light during Advent. We dare not simply equate darkness and blackness with sin and evil, and light and whiteness with purity. So Advent is a wake-up call to watch our language, and perhaps to love the darkness, to treasure the darkness. Gail Boss has written a, a unique, has developed a unique advent calendar for her children. She was tired of the ones that only had chocolate in them, tired of the ones that only had nativity figures. It was advent after all, have some restraint. So her advent calendar has an animal in each window. She's written stories about each creature's experience of winter with some awesome illustrations. There's a snake, a loon, a wild goose, a bear, a doe, a crow. But it's the one about the wild turtle that I love most and that I've mentioned before. Consider this. At some point in the fall, as the water and air cools, at some precise moment, an ancient bell signals in the turtle's brain, take a deep breath. And the turtle swims for the warmer, mucky bottom and buries herself. She pulls herself into her shell, encased in darkness, settled in deep stillness. Her heart slows almost <coughs> to stopping. For up to six months, she will draw no air into her lungs. Then she wakes. It is her work. It is not easy. To escape would take more energy than she has, and it would suffocate her. So as the author beautifully writes, Though she is dissolving, every stressed particle of her stays focused on the silver bead of utter quietude. It's this radical simplicity that will save her. 
And deep within it, at the heart of her stillness, something she has no need to name, but something we might call trust, that one day the world will be warm again, and with it her life. So my dear people of God, while you wait and you watch and you wonder, wake up, wake up, Christ is coming soon. Wake up, wake up, Christ comes this day in bread and wine. Wake up, wake up, Christ comes this day in community and outside these doors. And wake up, wake up, Christ comes in dark, dormant stillness.
Longing for Christ's coming, let us pray for the church, those in need, and all of God's creation. For the church and its leaders, especially the church in the land of Jesus' birth, and for all who work for the unity of the gospel, that the compassion of Christ would break down all divisions. Let us pray. For the well-being of creation, from mountains and hills, lakes and rivers, snow and sunshine, plants and animals, and for all who care for the earth, that God raise up stewards to protect this good creation. Let us pray. For our country and for peace among nations, for those who lead all levels of government, for judges and magistrates, and for those who speak on behalf of those who have been silenced. Let us pray. For those who are anxious and worried, for the sick and bereaved, for the homeless and imprisoned, for those in any need, especially Leon, those mourning the death of Margie Shannon's father, Bernard, and those we name aloud or in our hearts. That the compassion shown by Christ be embodied in caregivers and advocates. Let us pray. For those who gather for word and sacrament, for those who travel, and for our holiday preparations, that in all our activities we give thanks to the Lord. Let us pray. In thanksgiving for Blessed Mary, Francis Xavier, John of Damascus, Nicholas of Myra, and all those who have died and are at rest, that their witness to the gospel serve as examples of living the life of faith. Let us pray. Sustain us in your promises, faithful God, as we watch and wait for your coming among us. In Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. As we begin this new year of grace, we gather around the good news that God loves you just as you are and accepts you as you are and yet calls you to be more than you could ever imagine. It is because of this grace that we welcome all, whether this is your first time or you come often, whether you love church or wonder about organized religion, whatever the color of your skin, your religious background, your gender identity, who you love and marry, how you vote, we gather around God's grace who accepts all and loves all unconditionally. There are yellow little slips in the pew rack and we invite newcomers to fill those out and place them in the offering basket which is on our way to communion this morning. You'll turn to me with page, to page 14, a couple announcements to call your attention to. The back of the church is a giving tree that will support the um, Sunday night community table that's part of uh, Loop, and this, these, will, these tags will help purchase uh, gift cards, or we will ask you to bring a gift card back for many of the homeless members of that uh, community. So what you're invited to do is uh, write your name on a little piece of paper and hang it on the tree, and then bring back a gift card. So for every tag that you take, please bring a gift card back of $25, and I think it's explained there at the beginning of that. After that mentions that we begin our anti-racism initiative with the Synod and the meeting this Tuesday is, well, is uh, available to all, so please join us if you can. There's information about our Daytimers event coming up and how to sign up for what you'll bring to the 
top of 15 note that next week there will be a fundraiser to support our youth as they prepare to go to the youth gathering in 2021. And that'll be uh, after the lasagna dinner, which if you'll turn to page 16, gives you information about next Sunday's Festival of Music for Advent and Christmas. That'll be right here at 4 p.m. with our choir and a full church and wonderful singing and strings. So we hope you can be present for that. Finally, there are booklets at the back of the church, readings for Advent. And please take one of these with you and, and feel free to use them during this season of Advent. We now sing hymn 252. I believe it's also printed in the bulletin on page eight. Another Advent hymn about winter, growing older, changing of seasons. <coughs>
mysterious God. In the beginning, the darkness waited, and you created light. Sarah and Abraham waited for a future, and you sent descendants greater than the stars. The Hebrew slaves waited for rescue, and you sent Miriam and Moses to enact your liberation. Israel waited in exile for renewal, and you empowered prophets and poets with your life-giving speech. As the whole world groaned in waiting for release and rebirth, you sent Jesus, born of strong Mary, fathered by humble Joseph, incarnate in our humility, in solidarity with the suffering and the poor, full of wisdom and grace for all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it for all, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Hoping beyond hope, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Remembering all your promises fulfilled in Jesus' body given for the beloved universe, in the great hope of the resurrection, and in all that is to come by your mercy, with eager expectation, we cry out, Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Send your spirit into this broken world, into our hopeful, imperfect gatherings, and on this sacred bread and wine, so that we may be healed and whole again, to be filled with courage to love. Come, Holy Spirit. All praise and thanks to you, holy God, through Christ Jesus, by your Spirit, here and now and until the end of time. we await, who now draws near.
Let us pray. God, for whom we wait, you have fed us with the bread of eternal life. Keep us ever watchful, that we may be ready to stand before the Son of Man when he comes. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you and scatter the darkness before your path. May God bless you now and forever in the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Go in peace. Christ is coming soon.